Let them eat cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She's not a lady, she's a beast. Good evening to you all. I'm saying good evening because I'm recording this in the evening. Normally I do my podcast during the daytime. I wonder when you listen to them. I often say good morning or how are you, but I never think about actually when you listen to my podcast. I know that when I love to listen to a podcast, it's normally while I'm doing like a kind of an easy sort of job around the house. I pop it on as I'm putting out the washing. Quite often when I'm cooking, actually, I'll put in my my earpod things, earpods, <laughs> headphones, I don't know what to call them. And while I'm cooking, I'll often listen to a good podcast. I still love um, Table Manners with Jesse and Lenny Ware. That's one of my favourite ones. I really enjoy listening to the people they have on, the celebrities, the, the range of people they have on is always very interesting. And I have to say, when I do my celebrity interviews, I really enjoy bringing on different guests from the drag world or the LGBTQ plus community. I really, really enjoy that. So it'll be interesting to see who comes on the show next. But today, it's just me. It's just Lady Red Velvet. And she sat on the sofa on her own because her husband, David Martin, is out for the day. So I'm having a quiet evening in because I've had a bit of a full-on week with lots of things. And it's time to have a, a quiet evening. So I thought, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll put on a movie. Then I thought, I know, I'll put on a gay movie. And then... Just as I was about to put it on, I thought, hmm, do you know what? I've got time for a bit of a half an hour to record my podcast, ready to go out. And I like to get that done. So, yes, we're on a rare evening, evening time. Um, I know, going back to when people listen to podcasts, I know my friend Kate, and she'll be listening. She often does it when she does the ironing. I'm very lucky because our cleaner, we have a cleaner every two weeks, thank God goodness she's amazing she does our ironing as well <gasps> does that make me sound spoilt well I don't care it's a job that I hate doing the ironing is the worst so to have someone come and do it she even does all my dresses now my drag things sometimes she's like one minute doing like David's work shirts next minute doing like some shorts or t-shirts and then suddenly she'll have like a Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz's outfit as well she always does an amazing job, hangs them up, puts them in my drag room. Gorgeous, amazing. So thank you very much, Tanya. You are amazing, amazing. Um, anyway, going back, so to gay movies. So I thought I'd put together my top ten of gay movies. To tell the truth, it's hard putting them in an order, and it was hard picking ten, but I have picked ten. I've kind of put them in a an order. I'm not sure if it's top ten or not. I certainly know the top three are my real tops. The rest of them are 
are more or less the same, really great films. So if you love a movie, then listen in. And if you really love a gay movie or a movie that has gay themes to it, then this is the podcast to listen to today. So at number 10, I've chosen the 2016 film Moonlight. I'm sure everyone remembers Moonlight, whether you've seen it or not, because, of course, um, they went to give the Oscar for Best Picture and they said, La La Land! And then they all went up, and I love La La Land. And then, of course, they got up there and they looked and they were like, uh, no, this is incorrect. The real winner was Moonlight. So it got a lot of press. If you've seen it, it is it's a very beautiful, emotional coming-of-age film um, centred around the, the black community. It explores sexuality, identity, uh, talks about masculinity, talks about coming to terms with, with being gay in a, in a world that is actually quite tough and quite hard. It's beautifully done. The performances are just incredible, just incredible. There's some fantastic actors, supporting actors in it, and it really got the attention of people who went to the cinema because it was so well done. It was certainly Oscar-winning. The soundtrack is amazing. The way the film is structured in different parts is also beautifully done. So I really recommend seeing Moonlight and really looking at at how it features an all-black cast, which is great as well. So it's got this diversity to it about celebrating people of colour, but also looking at at um, sexual orientation as well. So highly recommended. It looks at childhood, adolescence and early adult life. And I, I think it's a really, really great movie. So Moonlight. Film number nine um, is from 2018 and it's the film Love, Simon. What I thought was amazing about this film is it's based on a book and I listened to the audiobook which is called Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda and it's kind of like a teen romantic comedy and what is great about it is it was one of the first um, gay movies that really had a widespread theatrical release and was advertised as a romantic comedy a lot of gay people want to go and watch movies that are not just about coming out to coming out stories or AIDS dramas which of course are very important sometimes we just want to watch a nice rom-com which just happens to have gay characters in it this does have a coming out um, element as well but it's very beautiful, it's very innocent. It's done in a way that is very traditional to the rom-com things. It could have been a a male and female um, high school movie, 
but the way that they do it is just done very well. It's um, a closeted gay schoolboy who is going to be blackmailed into basically coming out. Um, so he's like discovering who he is and also communicating with a, another closeted classmate who he's fallen in love with online. It's a bit like a kind of a bit like sh- you've got mail, but but a gay version. So it's it's great. There's also a they made after it a um, a TV series called Love Victor. I've only seen a few episodes. I need to go back to it one day. I really enjoyed it. It was very cute again. Um, nice to have just a cute innocent movie. Great cast again. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I love um, Jennifer Garner plays the mother. Who wouldn't want Jennifer Garner as your mother? Um, so really, really lovely film. Um, I remember watching it in New York. We were visiting New York and it was a really cold day. It was really cold at Easter time. And we just needed to get in somewhere warm for a few hours. We were shocked by the price of cinema in, in America. I remember thinking, oh my God, how much? But we went and we, we had a great time. At number eight is the film Carol from 2015. It's a romantic film set in the 1950s. It's, um, it's about a lesbian relationship starring Kate Blanchett and Runa Mara. Great cast, great acting. Well, anything with Kate Blanchett is always just incredible. By the way, she used to live in Brighton, which is where I'm from. So that's a little interesting fact. Um, beautiful film, beautifully filmed. The 1950s theme gives it a great... Um, character to do it to to it as well and a very beautiful style there's a lovely other gay movie with julianne moore in it about with having a gay husband and she has an affair with um a black uh guy who um worked in the gardens i think it was i can't remember the name movie that was a fabulous movie as well and there's something about forbidden love and especially when it was illegal as well and this is just a a really well acted movie incredibly good story as well that that just plunges you straight into this life of these two women and really shows a romance very well very well and the way how it was difficult to have relationships in times when, of course, um, it was against the law. So, really, really beautiful movie, Carol. Number seven is a Spanish movie, one of my favourite Spanish movies, all about my mother, Todo Sobre Mi Madre, from 1999 from Pedro Almodóvar, of course, the fantastic director. So many amazing films, um, often with um, a theme around the LGBTQ um, audience and uh, community. And it's just very 
interesting. It's the usual Almodovar movie that has so many different little elements and storylines and complex issues, gender identity, AIDS, homosexuality, there's faith, there's um, mourning and loss. It's about a mother whose teenage son is killed in a road accident and it talks about um, organ transplant and it's yeah it sounds a lot it sounds a lot it it is but it's so well done it won the best foreign film at the oscars um and it was it was just incredibly well done it got the golden globe the academy award and the bafta great acting great cast very Almodovar in style, in colours, music. So it's really worth worth a look. It's quite hard to explain it all because there are so many elements to it. But I really want to go back and watch it again, actually. It's got the very famous poster as well. The artwork is just incredible. Uh, earlier this year, no, not this year, last year, I did my very first Almodovar-based show with my friend Kika Superputa, what an amazing name, and we did it in Chocochoros in Apollo, but we also did it at La Federica and it was super successful. We did three movies that we did a new interpretation of and it was just fabulous. So I really want to go back and explore more of Almodovar's movies and now that my Spanish is better than it was, I'd like to really go back and watch it again. At number six, we have the 2014 movie Pride. This is a British movie, historical comedy drama, and it's all based around a group of lesbian and gay activists who were basically trying to help out, quite unusual, the British miners' strike of 1984. So it's set in the 1980s. And it's actually something I really hold true that the LGBT community, if you want to be accepted, if you want to be respected, if you want people to invest in who you are, then you need to also invest in other people and to feel part of a community and, and give to the other communities and, and support them as well. And they saw solidarity with the, the miners striking in Wales. And it's absolutely wonderful. It's nominated for a Golden Globe Award best motion, motion picture and the cast are great Imelda Staunton wow Bill Nye, Dominic West a, a fantastic cast Andrew Scott absolutely love him it, it's a great it's in this sort of spirit of British movies like Billy Elliot for example um, just very well done very uplifting very powerful some really strong moments some really funny moments as well is that typical british humor but with also that emotion as well so i really uh advise you going to see pride the next number five on the list is another british movie i did not expect this to be as good as it was I, I i thought it was just going to be a little sort of small independent movie and i thought okay that's it we went to see it. it's called god's own country from 2017 
another British movie, and we watched it here in Barcelona as part of their LGBT Film Week festival. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called the Fire Festival. I could be wrong there, but an amazing festival in Barcelona. And it's set in Yorkshire, so um, northern, northern England, and it's about a farmer. It's a family farm suffering. They need some help because the father's suffered a stroke and the grandmother's ageing and the day-to-day running of the farm uh, goes down to a boy called Johnny, the son, and he can't do it all on his own. So they get a Romanian migrant worker to help during lambing season. It's a bit... It's got similarities to Brokeback Mountain, but different in style. And these two these two boys men fall in love they they're passionate sex it's has got some very hot sex in it um it's got a great relationship it's got the main character coming to terms with who he is and his sexuality it's got issues to do with immigration and migrant workers it's just very well acted it's beautiful to watch beautiful countryside hard hitting in places but has got a great great finale as well so i really recommend that i was really not expecting it to be as good as it was it's a little movie i don't think many people will have seen it but certainly it's up there it's got great performances so god's own country even on the poster they have five stars out and four stars from so many different movie magazines and movie reviewers my fourth film is another british movie we've got a lot of british gay movies this one i remember it was i think one of the first gay movies i ever watched when i was coming out which was Quite late on, I was 25 years old, so 20 years ago, I, which is really making me think about things, I was, I was very late really, a lot of people come out at different points. Up until then, I really wasn't sure what I was, to tell the truth. I was, I was very innocent, I was very naive. I thought I liked girls, but I, I never enough to kiss them or have a girlfriend and certainly not have any um sex either i was so i was very late coming out and then at my amateur dramatics group uh a guy joined called phil he's my best friend now is so good and i basically i fell in love with him i was head over heels with this this person i could relate to there were a couple of other gay guys from our amateur dramatics group but they were a little bit older or a little bit different from how I was. And then Phil came along, very normal. <laughs> he won't like being called normal. <laughs> very normal. Uh, but so nice. Out, he'd got a boyfriend. And he was like, wow, this, this gay guy who I just could relate to. And anyway, nothing happened between us, even though I declared my love for him during um, a, a trip to the village to Summerfield, the supermarket, and we were outside in the car park. Oh, not very romantic, was it? Um, but he was great. He was like, right, 
we need to help you come out, explore. Let's go to gay bars. Let's go to places. And he really helped me on my coming out journey. And I remember about that time is when I was just like, I wanted to know what it was to be gay. And the internet wasn't around much then. This was the year. When was this? So just after 2000 or something, 2005, no, 2000, about year 2000. And I remember just consuming, reading gay books with gay subjects, uh, watching gay movies, watching gay series like Queer as Folk, amazing. And there was this film called Beautiful Thing from 1996. And it is a beautiful movie. It's got a lovely gay relationship about a working class area in southeast London based on council estates. It's a very simple story. It's about teenage boys coming out. It, it's, it, it just explains everything that I was feeling in a beautiful way. It's got some hard moments to it, but at the same time, it's got some really beautiful moments as well. There's little bits of going to the gay pub together, which just made me think of going to the Jack Horner in, in Worthing, the first gay bar I had ever been in. And the soundtrack is the music of the Mamas and Papas, Mama Cass. The music is just in, it's incredible. It's just entirely that music. And I love that soundtrack and listening to Mama Cass. So I really recommend going back and finding that that movie, beautiful thing. I really must go back and watch it again. I've not watched it for many years, but I, I'd watched it a lot. So it really brings back fond memories. Film number three. It's really funny. All these movies in my mind have got very strong connections to my coming out story, to parts of my life, to parts of growing up gay. This movie I went to see with my first boyfriend, Kerry, and it sound, I know it sounds like a girl's name, but it's a Welsh name. Kerry, lovely Kerry. And we were in Brighton. We were with our friend Johnny as well. And it's Brokeback Mountain from 2005. Of course, everyone knows about Brokeback Mountain. It's based on from a short story. And it's a very short story, actually. It's less than 100 pages. You can read it very quickly. And... It's a simple story, but beautifully filmed by Ang Lee. I think Ang Lee is one of the most amazing directors ever. If you've got a director as versatile as Ang Lee that can do Sense and Sensibility, The Incredible Hulk, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain, a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, wow. The Ice Storm, one of the top directors of all time. And the cast, of course, absolutely fantastic with Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal great supporting cast as well Anne Hathaway, Michelle Williams heartbreaking story, heartbreaking film, beautiful passionate, sexy just fantastic I was so disappointed it didn't win best picture, it won best director but not Best Picture, which is very unusual. It won Best Adapted Screenplay and Original Score. Just one of the, the best gay movies of all time. Some people these days have say that 
straight actors shouldn't be playing queer parts. I, I understand a lot of that, to tell the truth, because, of course, why does that need to happen, especially these days when you can be out and acting and play parts that were written for you, and I think that is the best thing to do. I personally don't have an issue with straight actors playing gay roles. For me, I don't have a problem with that at all. And I think if you're an actor, you want to act all kinds of things. And it it is a way of reaching different audiences. It's a way of expressing yourself. And so for me, I don't have an issue with it, but I do understand that it is important for roles to be given to LGBT people so they have a chance to to perform and to to play parts that are part of our community our stories so I, I I do support that and I do think that is very important I would watch it again but I'd have to be in the right mood because it is it's it's heartbreaking the top two movies though I've chosen are not heartbreaking they are fun they're inspiring they're very drag And this is what I love about them. Number two is The Birdcage, which is... uh, This is the 1996 American version, which is, of course, a version of the Lacage aux Folles. And... But I just love it. I love Robin Williams. He's one of my favourite actors of all time. Bless him, I... If I could bring anyone back from the celebrity world, from movies, I would, I would want Robin to come back. I, I, his, his death was so sad, so sad. Such a wonderful actor. Ooh, one of my absolute all-time favourites. And Nathan Lane. Then we've got um, Gene Hackman, Diane uh, Weist. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's just funny, it's fast, it's fast-paced, it has a message, the performances are fabulous, I just love it. It's a film that, oh my goodness, I, I feel like I want to watch it now. It's a film, again, I just really enjoyed and can sit back and watch and laugh, but also have it has emotion to it as well and it has a message to it as well which I think most gay movies do have and I think that's great I think in the future it would be great to have more films that just happen to have gay characters in that don't always have to have a strict gay message I think that would really show that we're part of society and a normal part of society and a part that needs to just be there and just happens to be a movie and the character happens to be gay or lesbian or trans I think for me that is is where it needs to go but we're still in a time where lots of people need educating and lots of people do not accept us for who we are so I think The Birdcage is a great movie for that also because it hits mainstream audiences and that's also what we need it can't just be art house movies or small movies for gay people they need to be big movies as well that everyone can see so number one there are so many movies there's probably some that I'm like oh I should have put that one in there's ones I'm thinking about now that are similar to a lot of these that I really would love to go back and watch again I saw recently one 
uh, Fire Island, which is set as um, in Fire Island, and it's a modern re- version of Pride and Prejudice. And I, I loved it. I thought it would be super trashy, but I thought it was really well done with mostly an, an Asian cast, which I thought was great. I loved the the story. It was very true to Pride and Prejudice. I thought it was done very well. And again, it was it was great. It was sexy. It was funny. I loved it. So that gets an honourable mention as well. But my number one gay movie of all time is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, if you're going to give it its full title. 1994. That road comedy that was just a massive hit. Massive. And that is great because people saw this wonderful world of drag, of trans characters, of of gay characters. And even though, of course, in back in 1994, not all of the people were playing, were out characters playing them again. There were straight actors playing different roles. And these days, it would be nice to see more of these roles. Of course, they are being played by real trans women, by real gay actors, by lesbians and so on. But this was great. It was groundbreaking. Terence Stamp, Hugo Weaving, Guy Pearce, the three of them together were just amazing. This has also gone on to spawn one of the best musicals ever. And seeing Priscilla in the theatre, I've seen it three times now, twice in London and once here in Spain. Each time is just incredible. That soundtrack, one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. So good, so good. So it translates so well as a musical. Uh, If you've not seen it as a musical or the movie, go, 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 watch it. It is funny, it's outrageous. It's got so many iconic moments the costumes are out of this world so i really recommend uh, seeing that i think it's celebrating it's almost it's 30th yes it's 30th anniversary this year i remember albert from la federica telling me i should do priscilla queen of the desert as it was celebrating its 30th anniversary so yes i think i need to do it it was fabulous i need some costumes though some feathers are uh, the classic line of the um, uh, a cock on a rock. <laughs> uh, I've got a cock today. <laughs> a cock on a uh, a cock in a frock on a rock. Amazing, so good, so many fabulous parts that are just great. And again, it really slams home about homophobia about people getting beaten up because of their sexuality. It talks about the sexuality of different characters. It talks about loss, about different kinds of relationships. And also, it's just a fabulous movie about drag queens as well. And as I'm a drag queen, of course, I just grabbed hold of this movie and watched it so many times. And of course, it's got a moment with ping pong balls that uh, is unforgettable. So there we go. They are my top 10 gay themed movies. I hope you've enjoyed that. I wonder how many you've watched. And if you've not seen some of them, 
go watch them see them see what you think let me know big kisses to all of you and remember if you get anybody who says oh this movie's too gay or uses this word gay in a negative way oh that's gay then say to them gayate puta because we all know being gay is fabulous and so am i and so are you